0: Hi, this is attorney Jamie Miller, and I'm excited to welcome you to another episode of the Miller Law Chronicles. Today we have one of our star employees in Matt Reetbrock, who's a legal assistant here at Miller Miller. His focus at the firm is to help people get their cases filed. So once we have all of the documents, he works with the lawyers to make sure that all of the documents and information is accurate and correct to get the bankruptcy petitions filed with the court. Matt's been here for a couple years. During the podcast today, he's going to tell you a little bit about his upbringing in Oconomowoc, his high school Catholic memorials, time at University of Dubuque. We also get into, you know, is he a GIF or a Skippy person or Twizzlers or Red So listen in and you'll get answers to all of those questions. I really appreciate you listening in and would urge you to go to YouTube and follow the Miller & Miller page where you'll find our videos of these podcasts, but also would really appreciate it if you go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and like, and subscribe, and follow the Miller Law Chronicles podcast. It will allow us to continue to bring this free content to you on a weekly basis. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm really excited to have you hear Matt Rebrock's story. Thank you. Hello, this is attorney Jamie Miller, and we are here today for another episode of the Miller Law Chronicles podcast. Really excited today that I have a special person here that's worked at Miller & Miller for just over two years in Matt Reitbrock. Matt is a legal assistant, a wonderful person to have around the office who spends a lot of time working with the lawyers in our office, and working with our clients to help them get their bankruptcies filed. Matt, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to have you. And I I started doing this series of podcasts a little bit ago, a few weeks ago, and I wanna take the opportunity of the podcast to have our clients and our listeners Get to know our staff and the, the great people that work here at Miller & Miller a little bit better. And I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with me to do the podcast. It's wonderful. I know sometimes it's not easy kind of putting yourself out there and, and all of that, but great having you. Tell us a little bit, give, give me the the upbringing, the life of Matt Reaprock. Yeah, so I, I've been in Wisconsin
1: my entire life, other than a couple years in college. I was in Iowa, so I really Wisconsin and especially southeastern Wisconsin is home to me. Over, right over in Oconomowoc, not too far away. Spent my fair share of time in Milwaukee, in the city with the sports teams and everything that I've grown to love over my life. Very big into sports, really. You name it, I've played it or watched it professionally, went to school, got a degree in criminal justice with a business minor, and really after school was looking for some place that could help people, that I wasn't too afraid of what kind of law I was going to be working in, but I knew I wanted to be somewhere where I was making a difference on people's lives and helping them get to a better situation. And from the moment I got here, I could tell that's what Miller & Miller is, is all about. And since since then, about two years ago, it, we've, it's been great just kind of helping as
0: many people as we can. Yeah, isn't, I, I appreciate that. And there's a lot of information packed in there. I want to break it out just a little bit. So you indicated that you grew up in Economolwock. And so you went to elementary school, and how'd you end up at Catholic Memorial? Because I think that's where you went to high school.
1: Yeah, so it, it's a little bit of ways from Oconomowoc. Growing up, I went to a Catholic elementary school, and so kindergarten through eighth grade. And then when it came time to start looking at high schools, my options were the local public school or Catholic Memorial, and I was fortunate enough to be in a situation where my parents could help me go to Catholic Memorial, where with some public schools, you kind of you're, you're a number to some degree. And especially for me, where I was at that time, I needed the individual help. I needed kind of help growing up and learning how to do s- school so being able to go to Catholic Memorial where smaller class sizes, more one-on-one attention, and it prepared me much more for college and the work life much better than I think uh, a public school
0: would have done. Right. So when when you were, for, for me, I grew up in, in Ohio, and I kind of was a a troublemaker growing up. I got into good trouble. I was the kid that you know, got in trouble for throwing snowballs at cars and all that kind of stuff. And I was gotten into trouble several Halloween's and that type of thing. And were you, were you like that? Or were you, you know, more straight and narrow r- rule follower?
1: To To some degree, I was a little bit of a troublemaker. I've always been someone I've kind of been loud, like to speak my mind, things like that. So growing up especially that that did get me into quite a bit of trouble especially kind of in school but yeah kind of same like go go around a small town in Wisconsin caused some fun trouble we we right. might have ding dong ditched someone or thrown
0: a snowball at someone but that that was about it yeah i i, I rem- yeah I, I know you're you're not telling me the truth. I, I can I can bet the walk Police Department won't be listening to this podcast. But I, I was known on a couple of Halloweens to actually go with my friends. And we poured gas on the street and lit the street on fire. <laughs> uh, and I also made the mistake of throwing a snowball at a car from my own yard. And the person whose car we had, fortunately, no one was hurt. But I uh, got out of their car and knocked on my, my parents' door, and I got in a lot of trouble. But I, I did some, <laughs> some silly stuff. And I, I think, like you, uh, after going to high school, you kind of figure things out and get on the straight and narrow. Oh, now, yeah. You, you were an athlete also, is that correct? Yeah. How
1: so in high school, growing up, I played kind of all the typical sports, basketball, baseball, football things like that once i got into high school i kind of started getting myself out there into more unique sports so i was a four-year captain or four-year on the fencing team at our high school i was a three-year captain on varsity uh, from my sophomore through senior year and then as well i picked up when i got to high school i picked up playing lacrosse and as well, played that from my sophomore to senior season and then was fortunate enough to be able to go to University of Dubuque in Iowa and play with their team for a couple years in with their NCAA
0: Division three program. What position did you play? I was a goalie. Okay. Very nice. I love that. And do you still play at all?
1: I, I try to get out. I try to avoid playing goalie a, as much as possible now that it's after kind of stepping away and looking at it again. It was crazy that I ever did that in the first place. Right. But now get out, play with some friends, nothing real competitive like men's leagues or anything, but just get out, get in the nice weather, things like that, play a little bit. Do you, do you
0: have a, a rec- recollection during your soccer career of like something that stands out that is the thrill of victory for you that you kind of remember? Oh yeah. I mean, just especially, so we won
1: our the state championship, my freshman, sophomore and junior year and finished second our senior year. So kind of that thrill of reaching the peak for three straight times and it's not it's not the pros or anything but winning three championships in anything that you're doing consecutively is an amazing feat. That's um, amazing.
0: So you you were the goalie during championship games. Uh, so I actually suffered
1: quite a bit of injuries. Okay in high school, I tore my LCL my senior year. Dealt with my fair share of concussions that really, and I mean, just kind of led from me being a kid, like to do some cool tricks, things like that, take a hit, and you're out for a couple of weeks. Right. So, um, it,
0: so I didn't
1: play as much as I would have liked to, but
0: just being there was, oh I think, God. the just, best part. Just being part of that is quite the thrill. And, and, you know, the fact that you dealt with concussions really tells me a lot about you, it helps me to understand you better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just kidding. Just kidding. And then you went on and played college at the University of Dubuque? Yep. Nice. Nice. Dubuque is a nice city. Did you enjoy it, it being there? Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous city.
1: And Fun fact it has wins awards almost every year for being the best tap water in the country as well that's excellent um, yeah so but just a beautiful city right on the edge of the Mississippi, so a lot a lot of good food just about there's about five or six catfish restaurants right there, some of the best some of the best catfish I think I've ever had great, and then there's a beautiful dam right in Dubuque.
0: Kind of out Yes, there the I'm
1: blanking there. on the name, but we've def- we definitely spent our fair share of days kind of sitting on the edge, kind of looking at the dam right by the harbor that boats would be parked at. They'd have nice lights there
0: during Christmas season and things like that. Another uh, kind of question, what, what's your favorite um, holiday throughout the year? Oh, gosh, I am...
1: I think i'm partial to thanksgiving and i mean i know it gets kind of lost in all the hubbub of christmas season things like that but i feel like it's kind of that first time of the year where you start to spend more time with your family extended family things like that and especially growing up our family kind of had more extended family over on Thanksgiving rather than Christmas. So we'd go kind of all out for Thanksgiving. So I think just having those childhood memories of my entire family being at our house, getting to see everyone for that once, maybe twice a year, I think Thanksgiving kind of has a special
0: place in my heart. I I feel the same way. And is there a particular uh, food that you... Like one thing at Thanksgiving that you just look forward to—the stuffing. Yeah. Every every year that has that's the first thing that's touching my plate. And and is there someone in your family who makes the stuffing a particular way that you like? Or I mean, good- my grandma used
1: to, but my mom would kind of helped her cook every year. So after my grandmother passed, my mom kind of took over that role, and it is it is just
0: as good. Excellent. Yeah. For me, it's green bean casserole. Ooh. Yeah. I'm big, big into that. And it's something that we have every year. My, my wife, Felicia makes it, but she always only makes it for me. I'm like the only one that eats it, you know, but it's, re- it's really good with the onions on top. Oh, the mushroom soup in mixed in. So it's all good. I, I also know that you're, you're really into music. Did you ever play an instrument? I have no musical
1: talent whatsoever. I can't sing, can't play an instrument,
0: nothing. But I always know you to to be one to get out to the the big concerts and what what type of music do you like? Um I'll I'll really listen to anything and everything. I'm
1: not too especially when going to a live concert, things like that. I'm not too partial on who it is or what kind of music. I really just love going out to these live venues and appreciating the art that these people are making, that they spent their time on, that they relate to, and just hearing these works of art that each individual artist
0: creates, and, and it, I think it's the best part. And is there is there a concert on your bucket list that you haven't seen yet that you that you really want to see? I mean... I think the Rolling
1: Stones are probably up there with their latest tour they just announced. But kind of old bands like that really kind of bummed about Jimmy Buffett when he wasn't able to make Summerfest and sadly passed. Yeah. Uh, but things like the Beach Boys, I think, would be a great one
0: to see the last members. Right. You're kind of a you're kind of a throwback. Guy. Yes. Have you seen like a concert like The Who or like of one of those bands that's really been stuck with you that you really enjoyed? So, yeah, I mean, two years ago at
1: Summerfest, we got or we went to see John Fogarty where yeah. the village people opened for them. Right. So right. that was amazing. And that whenever my grandma would pick up, pick me up from grade school she'd be driving around in her bright green mercury cougar blasting credence clear water isn't that so, beautiful
0: i love that uh, it was Didn't, awesome what, what's john fogarty's big song centerfield centerfield yeah good for you good for you if i played uh ymca for you would you be able to do the the, the dance oh easily that that was by far the most electric crowd i've ever seen what um i saw i had an opportunity i saw cool and the gang at Summerfest. i've seen them many times and i have a friend who knows the band pretty well and we were it was at the old miller stage at Summerfest before they rebuilt the new one yeah and we, we were in the front row and i was with my young kids and we had spent the day with cool the gang because my friend knew them and they they did their encore of get down on it and pulled my kids up from the audience. I gotta get the video for you and show that you that is that and is they, awesome. They got to sing Get Down on It with the band. It was it was a great experience. Oh yeah. Yeah, you and you and I both love music, we love concerts and it's always fun talking to you about it. And then I also know you're really into professional sports. Is it is football your primary, you know, passion? I'd I'd honestly say it's kind of whatever
1: season we're in. Whatever is kind of the big topic. I feel like especially with sports, there's just so much news going on. I just have to kind of filter it out one one season at a time. Right. So right now I'm really getting it, really into football. That's kind of slimming down now that we're coming to the end of the season, kind of picking up with the NBA, college basketball, things like that now.
0: Right. So are you Packers? I'm sorry, not Packers. Badgers or Marquette? Which
1: Probably Marquette. I do know some people that have gone to Wisconsin, played for Wisconsin in different sports, things like that. But I think I'm always partial to the Golden
0: Eagles. Yeah. Marquette and Wisconsin play this week. Saturday. I know I've been watching ticket prices. I might have to try to escape and and go up there. I think as we get a little bit closer, hoping for a snowstorm and maybe the prices will get oh, more, yeah. more, more reasonable. Are you a peanut butter fan? Love peanut butter. Um, skip or Jiffy? Skip. Okay. Yeah. Creamy though. Creamy. Always has to be creamy. Okay. And then how about Red Vines or Twizzlers? Oh, Twizzlers.
1: Okay. Twizzlers.
0: Red Vines just seem fake. Okay. So I got you down. So it's Marquette, Skippy, and Twizzlers. Perfect. Okay. And then for movies, tell me, tell me your favorite movie. I think I'm very
1: partial to horror movies. Okay. I think probably my favorite one of all time, is called Insidious. Okay. Just kinda of probably came out two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. But I, I just love kind of the shock and awe factor really? of horror movies. Like I just I I love being scared out
0: of my pants. Just Yeah. And how about of a traditional horror movie? Like what Oh gosh, probably right. it, probably Halloween
1: and Michael Myers. Just all I remember growing up. And my mom would have AMC, the channel AMC on the weeks prior to Halloween. And we'd just sit there. We'd watch all the Halloweens, all the Friday the 13th, and just kind of get amped for Halloween. Right. And where are you with all this Taylor Swift hype? I'm probably a Swifty because of my girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. I think what she's doing for the NFL is great. (laughs) Definitely bringing a lot of people kind of into the NFL. But at the same time, like we talked about earlier, love going to concerts and everything like that. I don't think kind of what, especially with the ticket scammers and resellers, things like that. I really don't think
0: any show would be worth those prices. Right, right. Free tickets to Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift. Which one do you go to? probably Taylor Swift. I'd go to Taylor Swift too, but Miley Cyrus is remarkable. Oh, I think that would be a great show. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit, I love this conversation and uh, getting to know Matt Reaprock a little bit better, but I want to talk to you a little bit about your work here at Miller & Miller. You've been here for two years and a couple months, and I appreciate that. What we do here at Miller Miller and helping people with their cases and getting their cases filed, you're really deep in the trenches and it, it can be really stressful. The bankruptcy filing process has changed dramatically over the years and getting everything that we need to get a case filed can, can be really challenging. But tell me a, a little bit about what your role is as a legal assistant here and kind of what a day in your life is. Yeah. So we
1: kind of really take over the files right before they, right before clients would speak with the attorney to get their case filed. So they'll collect all of their documents to get filed. And then about a 20, maybe 30 minute phone call with us just to review everything that we have, making sure that all of our I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And Some of it, from what it does, clients do say, it does seem a little repetitive that we do go over the same information three, maybe four times before filing. But at the end of the day, it's best for us to go over it three or four times, make sure all of our I's are dotted and T's are crossed so that once we do get your case filed, that process runs as smoothly as possible we don't have any hiccups come up of something we might not have known about so i think at least from the start just making clients aware like it might seem repetitive but we're really just doing this this now so that once you're filed it goes as smoothly as possible and then once they talk with the attorney and get them filed especially with chapter seven cases will help them all the way through the discharge of their case. We'll help them uh, with anything they need, calling for hearings, making sure they have all the information for their hearings. They understand zoom, things like that, as well as contacting creditors that might not be following the automatic stay. And as well, helping clients get and explaining reaffirmation agreements for their secured property, like
0: a home or a car. Going back to the getting prepared to get it to the to the lawyer to file. So when, when we are getting ready to file a bankruptcy, they go through a document collection process. So someone hires Miller and Miller, and they are ready to go. They've paid the fees. They're ready to get their case filed. They go to a what we call an onboarding coordinator who's responsible for collecting the documents, the getting their debts, getting the credit report, getting the taxes, getting deeds and mortgage. There's a tax, there's a credit counseling requirement that we need to get. So once it goes to the onboarding co- coordinator, it then comes to you and you have to prepare it to make sure it's ready to go with the meeting of the with the lawyer. and one of the things that you you mentioned in this conversation was that clients get frustrated with the redundancy of the questions and the reason we ask so much is because each conversation there's so much going on right We're, we're trying to take years of a client's story of their narrative and put it into a bankruptcy petition so we're taking their story and putting it in the bankruptcy petition so that we can get their their case discharged. And I noticed, and in kind of doing what you do as well, that every conversation you have, even though you're asking the same questions over and over, you may always learn something new that's important. And and tell me a little bit about that. About you know, you've talked to clients a couple of times, you have another conversation. What are some things that you can learn and, and, you know, if you're talking to a client, you know, listen, I apologize that I'm asking the questions over and over again, but we're doing it for what reason? What, what's the primary reason for that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the biggest one would be since they're entering all of their information in and in things like things like that, the first thing, I guess, one of the most common errors that we see is really just an error in what they type when filling out the forms. Like if they're filling out their expenses and things like that, and they say, oh, I spend a thousand dollars a month on food or housekeeping supplies, but they accidentally put an extra zero on there. So when we go to fill in the petition, it looks like they spend $10,000 a month. Things like that. I would be, I would say are the most common where it's just, that as you know that could cause a lot of problems that extra zero when going to file bankruptcy so just making sure everything is cleaned up and a lot of times as well when when you're verbally talking to someone about it like their assets and debts things like that i found a lot of times just in the general conversation They'll say, oh, I just remembered I have this, or I just remembered I have this. And so something that you might forget or leave out over the course of an email or a text message, things like that. And just kind of thinking a little bit deeper, going a little bit deeper into everything. You might've just forgotten something, typed in something wrong, but just making sure we're having, we get everything cleaned up, kind of the
0: best of our abilities. Right. And some of those things and that's really important is that, oh, yes, I forgot to tell you about what are some of the things on that list that you'll find out as you're questioning over and over again, specifically.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have a car I forgot to tell you about. I didn't think of it because it doesn't have a lien on it and I'm not making payments or just general expenses that might be every month so they don't and it just gets automatically deducted out of their paycheck or bank accounts that they just completely forgot about that they have and then kind of taking a closer look at pay stubs as well you can find out a lot of information that's needed for the bankruptcy by looking at pay stubs right and client clients in the past don't even realize that they have a 401k or a pension that they've been putting money into the entire time that they've been employed. But, and that's an asset that we need to make sure that we have so that once the case gets filed, no questions are brought up because we already have it.
0: Right. You know, or, or, and, and, and sometimes we have to laugh because we've had multiple conversations and they'll say, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you I drive Uber, or I forgot to tell you that I have a you know a Harley Davidson motorcycle that's in my grandson's garage, or you know the personal injury claim. You know it's it's all of these things that if they disclose it early and get it to us, it's we can we can protect it. It's not a problem. It's the things that they that they selectively you know think about, and you've become really good in kind of knowing what questions to ask and how to ask them, because, you know, people, one of the problems that we have with clients is that many of them don't pay attention to detail Mm -hmm. and you know, it's your job to really poke and prod and ask really personal questions. To make sure we get all the debts that we get all the assets that we get all the incomes because a successful bankruptcy is really based on getting everything up front making sure everything is correct and accurate um and you you've been here for long enough that you really have a great sense of what a good bankruptcy looks like and you know if i could commend you on anything and on many things is that you you do things with a sense of humor you do things respectfully which i which i i really appreciate we have um you know many funny stories that we could talk about and i think in our miller miller memoir that we write in years to come we'll 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 include all of those but i appreciate you and i appreciate you taking the time to do this podcast today and to share your your personal stories. And we will make sure that the Economawak Police Department doesn't look into your background. We'll put something in here that prevents them from listening to it. But thank you. I appreciate your, your time today. You were, you were a fantastic guest. Thank you.